Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Propane Business Podcast. I've, as always, lost count of what episode we're on, but I'm just going to go for it today. So back to walking to my uh, local morning coffee shop for an hour of deep focused work. Um, And what I want to talk about in this episode is something that has come up in two um, phone conversations that I've had with two people who have been applying to work with us in our propane business program. If you'd like details on that, by the way, two ways you can get them. One, if you just like to work with us, right? If you just like, like, I'm ready to go. I'd like to work with us. Send us an email with the subject line. <laughs> send us, <laughs> I just nearly slipped over. Send us an email with the subject line, propane business podcast, right? And I will prioritize you up the queue. So we get loud car. We get a ton of uh, kind of contact form requests. Sometimes it's a bit hard to get through all of them. Um, And we also have people reply from our email list and things like that. But if you are a podcast listener, I will prioritize you. Send us an email with the subject line, Propane Business Podcast, and I'll get you all the details. Or if you're kind of on the fence and you're not really sure, you'd like to know a bit about what we do and that sort of thing, you can go to propanefitness.com forward slash I'm going to make sure you hear it, propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast. And there's a free training in there that basically covers the high level of what we do. Um, and it'll give you kind of an overview of how we function as a business, how our sales process functions as a business, um, and also how you can then sort of take things to the next level if you would like to um, and work with us. There's nothing to buy. It is still all totally free. Um, but there's a way to sort of initiate your application just to see if you're a fit to work with us. Um, so there's been two people over the past, I think, 10 days um, that have been through one of those processes um, and have applied to be inside of our, of our program. And the conversation that I had with both of them really, really surprised me. Like, it's the first time that um, I've ever actually heard of this happening in the fitness industry. It's super common outside of the fitness industry, but in the fitness industry, very, very rare. Basically, these two people um, have applied for funding for their business, right? So they have treated starting an online fitness business like starting any other business, which is super rare, right? I think people think that starting an online fitness business is this kind of unicorn-style scenario where there's less work involved and you can do it from your, or from your phone if you want to and you don't have to take anything seriously, right? And yes, it is way easier than starting something that involves you having to ship a product from China and then manufacture it in a factory and then send it to Europe or something like that, right? That's, there's a lot of complexities in that sort of business. There are far fewer complexities in something that is selling digital services or digital products. However, it's still a business, 
right? You are still acquiring customers who are willing to pay you and then delivering them a service or a product that is equal to or greater than that value, right? Keeping them happy. The flip side is like if you sell a thermos flask, right? And you bring the thermos flask in from China, stamp your logo on it, put a fancy lid on it or something like that, and then sell it to someone who lives 200 miles away from you. As long as they get that, right? And the product matches what they think it is, you're done. Sale made, revenue recognized, easy peasy, right? All of the complexity happens before the sale in a business like that. In a business like an online fitness business, the complexity in the work happens after the sale. And so someone buys your program from you and it's then up to you what that program, what that experience is, right? Once there's a transaction happened online, the person, unless they've downloaded something like a, a digital ebook or access to something, it's probably going to result in some of your time. And that is kind of up to you to craft and curate how that's going to happen. All of the complexity happens after the transaction. So you still need to treat it like a real business, right? So these people have gone out or they've applied to get funding for their businesses. And one side of the equation is that's brilliant. Like treating it like that, having that mindset around it, putting a business plan together, going and having a formal conversation with someone who is used to dealing with startup businesses, perhaps getting support advice. That's a fantastic way to approach it. And I, I really admire the two people who are doing that. Um, but I, the, the flip side of that is like funding comes with a lot of downsides. And there are kind of, without putting my accountancy hat on, there are really kind of two ways you could get funding from your business. Right. One of them is you take on debt, which we all recognize, right? You get a loan from someone and you have to pay that loan back plus some interest. And the person giving you the loan, they benefit because they get the money back plus some. They haven't had to do anything. They take on some risk, but the interest rate typically represents that risk. Okay, so if there aren't very many lending criteria, excuse me, if there aren't very many lending criteria or there's no security, so they're not securing it on the value of your house or something like that, then the interest rate is typically pretty damn high, right? So with a startup loan for a business, if you're taking it on as debt, there's no business to secure it against. You can't say, oh, well, you, know, you can secure it against the, the value of my premises or the value of my stock or anything like that. They're really just giving you a personal loan. And in the UK, pretty standard, something like a £25,000 startup loan from something that might be sort of government incentivized or funded by someone like Virgin Money or something like that, right? So you get 25 grand and the onus is basically then on you personally to ensure that's paid back, right? Whether that is through business operations or personally. So if the business doesn't work, it's not like the debt disappears, right? You still have to pay the money back. So there is a cost to getting this startup capital, definitely, right? The other way of doing it, which is very common in Silicon Valley world, is people give away a percentage of the ownership, a percentage of the equity of the business. So they say, you give me 25,000 pounds and I'll give you 10% of the ownership, 10% of the shares, right? Now, people typically only engage in that sort of situation if the person giving the money, giving the, um, giving the, the cash, the capital, thinks, you know what, these shares in five, 10 years time are going to be worth 
10, 100, or 1,000 times what I've invested. And you hear of people who invested in kind of the seed, the initial rounds in Facebook or Uber and things like that, making millions of billions of pounds. That's somewhere, a scenario where someone's given equity away or they have given equity away in, in, case, in exchange for funding and usually in exchange for some advice and help as well. So those are kind of the two ways. And obviously, someone starting an online fitness business, they are unlikely to be giving away equity. Okay? The, the chances of your business going from zero revenue to billions in revenue is pretty damn slim. Right? We aren't really talking about something that is going to be a eight-figure, nine-figure turnover business. We're probably talking about something that nicely funds and supports your lifestyle, which is a valid way to run a business. You don't have to have goals and and ambitions to be a six-figure turnover or a seven-figure turnover. It's just not required. So the downside with anything like this is it pretty much has to work in some way. Either the business works or you have to go and get work to pay off the funding. And I I see why people do it like this, okay? I see why that's becoming an option because you may be sat there now thinking, you may be listening to this podcast and you think, well, Johnny talks a lot about advertising and the need to advertise. I think I probably need to set up a website. I think I probably need to put some money into this before I start making money. And that is the rational way you would assume things work, all right? There's a very well-known two very well-known phrases in the entrepreneurial world. One of them is ready, aim, and fire. The other one is ready, fire, and aim. Okay, And what most people do, what these people are doing, what is natural, what is intuitive, is to get ready, then aim, then fire. In other words, you build your business, you get everything ready, you ensure everything's right, then you launch some kind of marketing mechanism to get people into your business and try and sell the product that you've built. Okay? But what that is doing is taking on more risk, right? You're taking on risk that it might not work. And probably, you know, a lot of people I speak to, even people we help, the first sales process they launch, the first program idea they have, the, the first kind of version of them trying this doesn't work as well as they think, right? Oftentimes it does get results, but it's the people who are patient who are still doing this kind of eight, nine, ten weeks down the line who then start to really make some meaningful change in their, their bank balance or in their, their way of life, right? So in my view with this stuff is there is no reason why you need to take on anywhere near 25 grand, right? Here's what I would do. Here's what we teach people do. And I've just, we've just interviewed, we've just finished interviewing a guy called Carl. If anyone was on our webinar that we did at the weekend, you'll see that I spoke about this guy called Carl. Carl O'Donnell, he runs a business called Swim Swim 360 in New Zealand. He basically does strength, conditioning, and fitness for um, triathletes and swimmers, right? And he had this belief that you can't do this online. Like, this isn't compatible online. He built a website that wasn't really doing anything. He had kind of the basis of a program and a product, but no way of selling it. So we worked with him a lot on building this sales mechanism, right? How do we take people who maybe initially kind of know who Carl is, um, but not, not that familiar with him, or they kind of know the market, so like maybe they're a triathlete or a swimmer, they just want some help. And how do we put them through a process that gets them to buy something? We built that with Carl, okay? And he's now, he initially spent no money on the process and made a couple of grand, I believe. I don't have the numbers in front of me. 
Um, he's then reinvested that money back into advertising, done that over and over again. And he's now looking at over 10,000 in, in cash generated from this process. And he hasn't got anyone to pay back, right? He doesn't have any funding. Obviously, he's paid for our coaching and our help, but that has more, more than, way more than paid for our coaching and our help by the factor of like six. So he hasn't had to spend any of his savings on advertising. He, sure, he bought our help, invested in our help, which is paying for itself over and over again. Like every time he launches this thing at the moment, it's basically paying for the coaching fee that he paid us. And he's now running a business that can be scaled and doesn't have debt. He hasn't given away equity, right? He just started for free and then scaled up with the, biz- the cash that he generated himself. And if it were me, right, I, that's, how I, that's how we have started Propane Fitness. We didn't take on debt. We didn't take on finance or anything like that. We put 100 quid in each, right? And then built the cash up within the business through systems and processes that we launched and largely marketed for free in the beginning until we could afford advertising. So if you're in a position where like you maybe have an offline income, so you might be a PT or a coach or someone outside the industry and you earn a salary, right? My advice would be use that salary to get your business started. Use that salary to slowly invest in things, get some help, right? If you want our help, you know what to do. I explained that at the start of the podcast. Get some help so you aren't wasting the time and the money, right? So that you know that, when, okay, I'm building this thing. I know this has been shown to work. I know this has been tested to work so I can devote my time to it. Then once it's working, use a couple hundred quid from your salary if you want to, to test some ads, to get some, to get some uh, cash and uh, clients coming out of the process. So if, for example, you were able to, over 12 weeks, build something that turned 200 pounds into a thousand pounds, right? You could then put the thousand pounds back in and turn that into 2,000 pounds or whatever the numbers end up being, right? We have countless examples of people who promoted something for free using free tools and free social media platforms and generated over a grand in their first launch, right? And what that launch gives you is a sales process that converts clients, a program, and money to spend on ads. When you put that £1,000 back in again to something that generated £1,000 from nothing, right, what do you think is going to happen? So that's the alternative to getting funding. It's, it's not as sexy, right, because it takes work. It can be a bit frustrating at the beginning. But you get this in, the, in Carl's position. He sat there with over 10k cash generated through running this process a few times and he knows his system inside out now. Like he's sending me regular uh, Excel files with kind of all his data and all his numbers. Like this guy knows things inside out. And because of that, he's been able to build this without borrowing any money. He, hasn't, he didn't take on any risk. If it didn't work, it wouldn't have mattered. But it has worked and now he has all of the upside that he can keep for himself. All right, hopefully that's some food for thought, guys. Hopefully if you're thinking about taking on some funding, this at least gives you something to think about. All right, if you want more help, go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast or send us an email with the subject line propin business podcast. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Speak to you next time. <laughs>